welcome to uh, 52 Beers 2.0 oh Man, the brand new 2020 World Cup preview and review show featuring me, Beefy Will's biggest sportsman, former international cricketer, and the umpire strikes back himself, Barath Barathreo. I'm never going to get that right, so I don't care. It doesn't matter. Welcome <laughs> to the first show, Barath. Hello, Beefy. It's it's actually Rao. Rao. Like a tigress trying to claw you or something. Rao. Yeah. Like it. Like it a That's lot. That's it. So, mate, are you looking forward to it? I mean, we've heard absolutely nothing, but the 2020 World Cup kicks off today. It does in a in an hour or so. Yeah, nine o'clock the first game. Nine not o'clock, many not too far off. So yeah, here's the up. games. Here's the two. Here's <laughs> the setup of the 2020 World Cup. So there's a qualifying, essentially a qualifying tournament. Group A: Sri Lanka, Papua New Guinea, the um, the Barramundis, if you really want to know what they're called. Ireland and Oman, and then Group B, Bangladesh, the Netherlands, Namibia, and Scotland. Now the winner of Group A goes into Group Two. No, winner of Group A goes into Group One with Pakistan, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, West Indies. Uh, the second in Group A goes into the India, England, South Africa, Afghanistan group. And likewise, in Group B, the winners go into that group as well. But the runners-up will go into the Group One. So I, at this I stage, thought it was India, Pakistan, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, New Zealand, South Africa must be in Group One. Have they given and, me a duff draw? That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, Pakistan have been talking it up a fair bit. They've never beaten India in a World Cup. Right. And they think that this is their chance. That's why I know I would normally, I haven't looked at the draw or anything, but I know that India and Pakistan are, are in the same one because uh, Ramiz Raja has been talking it up, saying that uh, this is the year that Pakistan is finally going to get one over India. Right. Well, and it's not going to happen, but hey. I'll check that. Anyway, yep. I just thought I'd introduce the qualifier. Now, tonight is, like I said, that aforementioned Oman, Papua New Guinea, and Bangladesh, Scotland. So, uh, there's some big ones there. I can't wait for uh, the Oman-Scotland game. Two great rivals. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with the Oman and Papua New Guinea. It's uh, funny that they're starting with Group B first and then they're going to Group A. <laughs> well, I think they're uh, saving the uh, the big, the highlight match for prime time. See, that's yeah. Bangladesh-Scotland a bit later on. So I think this is just the warm-up. All right. Also think, could it be because it's the UAE and it's a home game for Oman? That's why they're playing that as the... Well, first one. This first game is actually in Oman. Yeah, so uh, that could uh, be... Yeah, get the Omani fans in early. It's going to be interesting. They have a couple of big ones, I think. Jatinder yep. Singh, he hasn't, hasn't hit his flaps yet, but if he does, then they could be in with a chance. And um, having looked at a bit of the qualifiers and so on, they played four and lost three, but two of them were to Sri Lanka. I've actually yeah. got here. Here's a form guide. Oman beat Papua New Guinea by 110 runs not that long ago. They did lose to Scotland. It got rained mm. out. I don't know where that game was if it got rained out in Oman. That must have been, oh, Oman did have some rain recently, didn't they? They have five years of rain in a day. <laughs> um, so that must have been the uh, must have been what happened there. They did knock off Papua New Guinea by three wickets, but then uh, they lost to Sri Lanka twice in the space of three days. Twice. And then they uh, walked all over Namibia and... Unfortunately, they didn't quite get enough chasing 165 of the Netherlands. And here's Papua New Guinea's recent scores. Unbelievably lost to the US of A and then lost to Nepal, yep. lost to the US 
by a lot again, and then lost to Nepal by even more. Got beat by Scotland, got beat by Namibia, got beat by Ireland, and then got beat by Sri Lanka. So PNG, they're not going too well. So yeah. not too sure what we're going to expect from Joe Dawes' men. No, nah, with Joe Dorsey, it's, it's interesting. With uh, he, he was the coach, wasn't he, for he, India as well from a bowling perspective? Yeah, he was the Indian bowling S- coach, some, I think, back in 2012 or so. Yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, w- what do you think of the role of the coaches when it comes to cricket? I don't think they're as prominent as in, say, a sport like soccer. The, to be honest, there's not much you can do in 2020, is it? The idea of 2020 nah. is to score as many runs as you possibly can. And if you're a bowler, you just really got to bowl straight and hope for the best. That's, that is the bottom line. So with coaches, it's just keeping people's heads up and making sure people are switched on yeah. and, yeah, and don't get their heads down, which is the most important part. So it's all about you know looking after the players more than actually telling them how to play cricket. And now when it comes to PNG... Um, and if I'm, I don't mind there, is the captain Assad Wala? You tell me, man. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, he is one of the ones who's been making a bit of runs and uh, quite a bit of an all-runner as well. So with T20s, um, you only need one or two players to come off and have a field day and that could make the difference between winning or losing. Look, I think that Oman are front runners for this, being the home game, being that they put some runs on the board against Sri Lanka. This is going to be a lesser attack than a Sri Lankan attack, with all due respect to PNG. So yeah. all uh, everything just, is in favor of Oman winning. Oh, definitely. It's uh, I'm just looking out for Hiri Hiri. That's my man to watch. <laughs> Hiri Hiri. That's it. And why do you pick him? Because he's got a great name. <laughs> of his name. And, um, <laughs> he's G- so good, they named him twice. That's exactly right. And G Toker, was just, he's just one letter off being uh, an absolute slog fester. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. But I, I think you're right. Oh, man, got to be the favourites. Let's skip ahead to is Bangladesh, Scotland. This is the big one, really. Bangladesh, mate, they're in great form anyway. They beat Australia 4-1. They beat New Zealand 3-2. So, really, you can't see any of those teams getting near Bangladesh, really. Now, Bangladesh, uh, just looking at the squad, they shouldn't even be in this. I don't know how they ended up in a situation where they're playing in the qualifiers. There are so many match winners on the day with Mahmoudullah, Linton Das. Shakib Al-Hassan, isn't he the number one all-rounder? He is, he definitely is. So you have him, Rahim. You have a number of players, Samir Sarkar, who can uh, do it with the bat and the ball. So you have a number of match winners who could win it off their own bat. But then you look um, at the squad. I'm just going to say on. as well, before that, uh, before those series against Australia and New Zealand at home, they also beat Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe quite convincingly as well. And uh, I think, to be honest, I think Bangladesh could go quite deep in this t- the whole tournament and surprise a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a surprise. They've uh, given India a scare in the last World Cup or so. And uh, it was only down to, uh, they let the game go. They, they had it won and then they lost it. So just that if they can handle the pressure situations well, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if they go very deep. So here's Bangladesh. I mean, apart from losing one against Sri Lanka, they did get beat by Ireland recently in the warm-up game. Um, yep. But this will be a real test for them to see really where they are against Scotland. Although, I mean, Scotland are a pretty run-of-the-mill second-tier side. I mean, they have their days and they have their off days. But, yeah, it'll be a bit of a surprise. But they are not yeah. in great form. I mean, they did beat Zimbabwe, but then they lost the Series 2-1. Just got over Papagini by eight wickets and then uh, got beat by Namibia. Uh, but they did knock off the uh, the Dutch boys, uh, bowling them out for 90. 
Yes, Scotland is a bit of an interesting team. They do have a few uh, match winners, uh, starting with their captain, Carl Kurtzer. Uh, he has four international hundreds, so that's nothing to be scoffed at. Uh, strikes at a pretty decent rate. And I think even in 2019, uh, it was a tie against Zimbabwe that went against them later in Afghanistan, made it through. And then against West Indies, they had a they lost by five because of DLS. So they could have created a few upsets. So they might be looking to prove a point to say that had a couple of things gone our way, we could have been one of those in the position of Afghanistan as opposed to them. Interesting to see, but history is against them and they've gone now. They've always found a way to get knocked out of tournaments. So I don't know if this is going to be any different. <laughs> with- <laughs> yeah, I don't expect them to. I, obviously, that crunch game, uh, who are we talking about? Scotland. They should get through because they should be better than Oman and Papua New Guinea, really. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I- I think that Oman might spring a surprise, it being the home team and home games and so on. They're a bit more familiar with the conditions. If they start to get the crowd behind them and with the threat of Sri Lanka gone, they're the ones who caused them trouble in recent times. And because they're not in a group, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's going to be Bangladesh and Oman. I don't know if you've been watching uh, much of the IPL, but i tell you what, conditions in the UAE, especially Oman, even the night games have been playing at 35 degrees. It is so hot and humid. All the players are carrying towels so they they can try and bowl properly. So I think these conditions are going to be foreign for a lot of the players, considering not many of them went to the IPL in the end. But uh, yeah, the conditions are going to be very, very different. I hope the wickets that they prepare are a bit more batter-friendly. It's 2020s, man. It's not going to matter. (laughs) (laughs) Many of the totals were around the 135 mark, 140, and they were match-winning ones. Yes, um, they definitely definitely got less uh, in the second half of the uh, tournament, especially when they went back there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah in, Having in said that, the finals was fairly high scoring. Finals was a good game. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The, some of the finals cricket was absolutely fantastic. Now, with this Leech. show, we're going to do it every day. We're going to review the previous day's games, preview what's coming up, but we'll also find some quirky stuff to uh, have a bit of fun with because it's, we're not going to be too serious a show. So I have found this for us to have a look at. This is the anthem, allegedly the anthem of the 2020 World Cup. It's called Live the Game. Here we go. First ball, first boundary of the contest. Played that shot really well. Superb timing. Another good shot. Beautiful hands. Whips it away. Whips it away with such style and grace. Ball's big again. Ball's big again.
seems to feature a lot of uh, Virat Kohli and Pollard, which sort well, of uh, makes sense because you have West Indies shirt on. I have an Indian shirt on. Ah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Well, that's how they sell tickets. Yeah. All right. That was the first episode of 52 Beers to Oman. We will be back this time tomorrow to review Oman and Papua New Guinea, Bangladesh and Scotland, and preview the other two games from the other group. Cheers, Beefy. See you tomorrow. Oh, man.